0: Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com here with another seven-day fat-burning coaching call to help you through the week, make sure you do all the right things this week to lose fat and get lean and stay strong and do all that great stuff, stay motivated, inspire others, really build up your success. So, you know what, there's been a lot of people emailing in with some troubles these days, especially now we're away from the New Year's resolutions and we're into uh where people start to drop out and, and you know some people are having some nutritional problems. But I just want to tell you this, you know, there's gonna be times that you're mess that you're gonna mess up and that's okay, just as long as you learn from it. You know, there's there's really gonna be a lot of motivation and kick butt mindset tips in this call, along with you know, in addition to that, it's really about learning from our mistakes and making sure that we don't make mistakes in the future, because when we learn from the mistakes, you know, if we do make a mistake the way to learn from it is to plan ahead for solutions in the future, so that we don't make that same mistake. If you continue to make the same mistake, then you really need to sit down with yourself and, and, you know, ask yourself why you're making that mistake. And we're going to do some questions, some hard questions in a bit. But I want to start the call with Teich's credo number seven, which says, "You are successful when you like who and what you are. Success includes achievement while choosing and directing your own activities." It means enjoying intimate relationships and loving what you do in life. So I say to that that success is not just a number on the scale, that success is living with energy and happily making healthy choices. And when I say happily making healthy choices, I mean when you go out to to eat and you're happy that you're making a healthy choice, not, you know, you're sitting there thinking, oh, I have to eat this and I'd rather be eating this junk. You know, that's not success. Success is when you're making the choice because you know how great you're going to feel After the meal, instead of feeling all greasy and tired or bloated because you made a choice that gave you that short-term happiness instead of that long-term happiness. So when you choose to eat healthy and exercise instead of watching TV, that is achievement. This is what's going to help you love life and love the people around you more. So the process that you're going to go through is often just as important as the physical process. That mental process, that mental progress is really important because your body transformation cannot happen without a mental transformation as well, all right? So I really want you to believe and understand and focus on that great stuff there in how you are going to change for the better, things are going to improve, you're going to be happier in the long run, even if it means a little bit of pain in the short term, okay? So really, really important stuff. And we're even going to get into more of that here in our transformation Tip of the Week for Monday, March 8th. Okay, so we get got some hard questions to ask ourselves today. First, why do you continue to make short-term decisions that ruin your chances of long-term success? And this can be in anything. It could be financial. It could be relationships. It could be spiritual. It could be physical. Why are you making these short-term decisions that ruin your chances of long-term success? Why do you continue to eat junk when you want to lose fat? Why do you watch so much TV when you know you should be exercising? So why do we do stuff? Why do we do exercise programs like cardio and crunches when they haven't given us results in the past and they never will? Why do we continue to go back to that comfort zone? So you're going to have to sit down and answer those questions. You know, maybe I didn't ask the question that is bothering you. It could be, you know, maybe more related to financial stuff. You know, why do you continue to spend money on stuff you don't need when you want to save up for a house? Sit down Write out a few answers and that will help you identify the problems that you need to overcome, therefore helping you identify the solutions that you need to put in place. Okay, so you just have to accept that there's going to be that little bit of short-term pain that's going to allow you that long-term success. Okay, that is really what's going to help you achieve your goals. All right, so into the workout stuff for this week. We're not going to go over a specific workout, but we're going to go over what I call exercise substitutions, going over stuff that uh, exercises that people commonly are not able to do or uh, you know for one reason or another and they need substitutions. So for squats, that's the big one. We're going to start with lower body stuff on this first one. And squats is a big one. For example, I can't do barbell squats because I work out at home or uh, you know we don't have that equipment at my gym or I'm just not comfortable doing that exercise. What else is there? And so the answer is uh, you know there's going to be a huge list of exercises here. You know, one-legged squats where you, you know, for a full advanced person that doesn't have access to a barbell, they can do the pistol squat. Now, if you're obviously much more beginner, you can do one-legged squats, or intermediate, you can do one-legged squats where you squat down on one leg until your butt reaches the bench and you sit and then you stand back up. Um, Another version is if you have an elastic band and you can wrap it around a, a very sturdy pole and as you squat back, you can pull on the band to come back up. So an assisted one-legged squat there. You can do it with a ball behind you. So the big exercise ball between you and a wall. And it will help you go up and down a little bit easier than doing them freestanding. Now, that's advanced. We're going to get into some very beginner ones. Don't worry. But another one is one leg bench squats. And I've been doing these. Just put them back in a couple weeks ago. And they're going to be in uh, the Booty for Life 2010 program. But a bench squat is where you stand on a bench, you know, in the top of the step-up position, and you just, you know, drop one foot off the bench, and you squat as low as you can on one leg. And it's a little bit different than doing a single-leg squat because you don't have to put your leg out in front. You can just drop your leg down. And so that's one-leg bench squats. And, you'll, you know, you go down four inches, you go down six inches, you go down eight inches as far as you can, and then you push through that leg to go back up to the start position. And you'll really feel that in your glute, your butt really get a lot of uh, great results from that. Another single-leg exercise you can use is Bulgarian split squats. That's where you have the back foot elevated on the bench. Um, a more intermediate exercise is split squats. You can do front forward lunges or backward reverse lunges. You can do step-ups. You can do reaching lunges. You can do one-leg deadlifts, or you can do one-leg lying hip extensions, which is a more beginner exercise, or even lying two-leg hip extensions, which are a beginner exercise. And another exercise someone brought up on the forum are gar- goblet squats, so a goblet squat is where you hold a single dumbbell kind of cupped in both in the palms of both of your hands. So, you know, right now I'm just doing that, that motion. So imagine you have a dumbbell held against your chest in front of you, um, and both of your palms are facing towards the ceiling, and that's going to be how you would hold the dumbbell in the goblet squat. And that's another way of doing it, but I, I, you obviously just can't hold a lot of weight in that position. Uh, dumbbell squats are also okay to replace barbell squats, but usually, The grip strength becomes an issue. So that's why we have to go to those single leg exercises in most cases. Another exercise that people want uh, substitutions for is simply dumbbell split squats. And I mean really, all the exercises I'm listing, you can use all of these other exercises I'm gonna list as a replacement for one of those exercises. So we're just gonna go through a whole bunch of single leg exercises that are pretty much interchangeable with one another. So for dumbbell split squats, you can use one-leg lying hip extensions for beginners, or you can use high-rep Bulgarian split squats for advanced. So if you don't have dumbbells to do the split squats and you're a beginner, just go down to the ground and do one-leg lying hip extensions. If you're advanced, you can do the high-repetition Bulgarian split squats or the one-and-a-half repetition Bulgarian split squats. Or you can do that one-leg bench squat. Or you can do high-repetition split squats with your front foot elevated four to six inches. That's another way. That'll really work more of your quadricep with the front leg. You can do single leg deadlifts. You can do um, the one-legged pistol squat or the one-legged squat back onto the bench. You can do uh, deep step-ups. So a deep step-up is a regular step-up, but you drop your hips down a little bit extra at the start of the motion so you get more of your glute activated in the exercise, and you can also do reaching lunges. So again, a lot of the single leg exercises we talked about in the first one. Oh, and of course, regular lunges, of course. We can't miss that on regular lunges, forward or backwards. So you know, if you don't wanna do dumbbell split squats, you can do dumbbell forward lunges or dumbbell reverse lunges. If you don't have the dumbbell to do the split squats, you have all those other single leg exercises. So we've done some lower body stuff. We're gonna do more pushing and pulling exercises as we go along, and all of these Substitutions are listed in the TT Members Forum. We have a big thread going in there about the best exercise substitutions. So if you have more questions, just go on the forum and ask. So into Tuesday, we got 30 minutes of fun activity, and we're going to also do our research review now. So we have a very interesting resistance training and weight loss study this week coming from the University of Rhode Island in the United States. This new study shows that weight training plus diet will help seniors lose up to nine pounds of fat, even though the diet-only group lost less than one pound of fat. So very interesting stuff. We have 27 overweight and obese older individuals. They were an average age of 67, and there was two groups. So one group was put on the DASH diet, which is the Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension diet known in the United States. So they did 10 weeks on that. And the other group did that same diet, but they also added in moderate intensity resistance training a couple times per week. Here were the results. There was no difference in weight loss. They, you know, they lost an average of three kilograms. So six and a half pounds, seven pounds in ten weeks. But here's where the changes are noticeably different. First of all, in body fat loss, the diet only group lost less than half a pound Of body fat. So out of that three kilograms they lost, most of it was lean mass. Um, On the other hand, the group that did that DASH diet and the resistance training, they lost over 4.1 kilograms of body fat. So that works out to about nine pounds of fat in 10 weeks by using that diet combined with resistance training. Even though really, if you take a look at the results, it must all be from the resistance training because the diet only group barely lost half a pound. And in the lean mass gains, only the resistance training group gained lean mass, and they only gained two pounds of lean mass in 10 weeks, so it wasn't very much gain in lean mass at all. But the diet-only group lost almost over three pounds of lean mass, so 1.4 kilograms of lean mass. They lost by being on that diet without resistance training. So it just shows you how essential it is to do resistance training, first of all, to maintain your muscle mass, and when you're older, you want muscle mass more than anything else in the world. Falls are, co- are caused because of a lack of strength. Lack of strength probably due to a lack of muscle mass. In my opinion, strength is far more important than cardiovascular endurance in older people. All right. And the reference for that is the, U- the uh, European Journal of Applied Physiology. And uh, that, again, study was done at the University of Rhode Island and just shows you how important Resistance training is for staying strong and losing body fat. All right, into Wednesday, I just want to give you a quick tip before we get into more exercise substitutions. So during your workout, you always need to be asking yourself if you're doing the best that you can. Are you giving extreme focus to that exercise? You know, if you're just sitting there and going through the motions because, you know, this exercise is listed in your program, but you're mentally checked out 10 minutes ago, you know what, you may as well shut it down for the day because it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you results. Because remember, we're focusing on quality of training, not quantity of training. It's fine to go in there and, you know, just go through the motions on the elliptical machine for 40 minutes, reading People magazine, like I used to watch this one woman do. She never got anywhere. But if you went in there and went hard for twenty minutes, re- metabolic resistance training, maybe a little bit of interval training, You'll get results in half the time or less than half the time. Focus on your training. Even if it's just off-day stretching, are you doing everything you can do to get the most out of your efforts? Or or are you just going through the motions? If you're just going through the motions, forget it, pack it up, do something else. But if you want to get results, put the mental focus into it, even on off-day stretching, to get the most out of that stretching session. And if the choice comes up between blowing off the last exercise or sucking it up and sticking to it, and focusing, well, I hope you make the right decision. All right? Into our pushing exercise substitutions. For dumbbell chest presses of any kind, you can do a, a wide variety of push-ups. So if you don't have dumbbells, you can do regular push-ups, close grip push-ups, decline push-ups, elevated push-ups, offset push-ups, push-ups with your feet on the ball, push up with, with your hand on the ball, Spider-Man push-ups, or push-ups with your feet on the bench and your hips piped up in the pike push-up or shoulder press push up I mean, you can even do something like the decline close-grip Spider-Man push-ups if you're super advanced. So there's a wide variety of push-ups. I didn't even list them all there. But if you're stuck without dumbbells, just do something like that, okay? Into Thursday, we're going to do 30 minutes of fun activity. And I just want to give you a quick quote here that I really liked and I came across this week. It said, in order to succeed, you must fail so that you know what not to do the next time. Okay? If you make a mistake... You learn from it and you're gonna succeed in the future because you're not gonna make that same mistake. That's what progress and success and happiness and life is all about, is learning from those mistakes and doing better next time. Into Friday, we're gonna do pulling exercise substitutions. So for dumbbell rows, if you don't have dumbbell rows, you can instead use the Smith machine or squat bar set up in the squat rack to do inverted rows, underhand inverted rows, inverted rows with your feet on the ball, or even inverted rows holding the ends of a towel hung over the bar, and that's an advanced grip strength exercise right there. You might only get you know a third or a quarter of the regular reps. Uh, you know, on the other hand, if one of those inverted row exercises is in your program, but you don't have access to a bar, you can do dumbbell rows. Um, using a pull-up bar, you can replace dumbbell rows with pull-ups, eccentric pull-ups, where you focus on the lowering phase for five to 10 seconds, You can do an advanced sternum pull-up. That's where you do a regular pull-up, but you lean back and try and take your chest to the bar. You can do chin-ups. You can do all types of exercises there with the pull-up bar. Now, going back to the bodyweight rows, and you can replace that not only with dumbbell rows, but dumbbell elbow out rows. So that's a regular dumbbell row position, but rotate your elbow so it's pointing out to the side, and you're going to get a little bit more back of the shoulder, upper back work there. You can do dumbbell chest-supported rows, so you're sitting with your chest on an incline bench and uh, palms facing one another and rowing up. You're really going to get between the shoulder blades there. You can do dumbbell rear deltoid raises in place of bodyweight rows. If you don't have any equipment at all, you can do stick-ups or prone stick-ups or the W-Y-T exercise. You can do band rows if you have an elastic band. You can do barbell rows if you have access to a barbell but not to a bar to do the um, bodyweight rows or you can do any type of seated cable row. So those are all the exercises we can simply replace. It's, you know, terminal training is very versatile. We're really just working on movements and not so much too focused on the exercises. Now, if you don't have access to a pull-up or chin-up bar, you can't do those exercises. You can do dumbbell rows. You can do dumbbell pullovers. You can do underhand grip pull-downs. And I really actually, that replaces chin-ups. And I really like when people do kneeling underhand grip pull-downs keeping their body in a straight line, bracing their abs, I think that's a really good stepping stone to doing chin-ups. You can do the same thing with overhand grip pull-downs replacing pull-ups. So chin-ups are underhand grip, about shoulder width apart. Pull-ups are overhand grip, slightly wider than shoulder width apart. Um, And then you can also use that assisted machine if you have access to it, doing the chin-ups and pull-ups on, you know, the Gravitron machine or whatever people are called, you know, whatever brand of uh, assisted chin-up machine you have access to. Now we're into social support Saturday, 30 minutes of fun activity. And then here's a quote I want to share with you. And uh, I shared this on my Facebook uh, fan page, so facebook.com forward slash Turbulence Training fan page. And people, uh, some people liked it and some people were pretty upset with me for it. Uh, but I make no excuses for this, no apologies. I really believe in this, and I really don't see any point in saying, uh, to trying to argue with it because it doesn't do you any good, simply accepting this and, you know, making changes is really what's going to get you a lot further ahead than arguing and saying that I'm wrong or that, you know, I'm not uh, politically correct or, or whatever. So here the, here's the quote. It's actually from George Bernard Shaw, the playwright, who's uh, a pretty pragmatic and, uh, you know, politically incorrect dude himself. And he said, people are always blaming circumstances for what they are. I do not believe in circumstance. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want, and if they can't find them, they make them. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in personal responsibility, and I know some people have been dealt a bad hand. And you know what? I wasn't given uh, four aces either, but I have uh, done the best that I think I can, and I continue to improve, and uh, there's no whining and complaining. It's really getting it done. And I think that that we'd all be better off if we got up, looked for the circumstances we want, and if we couldn't find them, we went out there and got them. All right, so into Sunday, we're going to do our plan, shop, and preparation day, 30 minutes of activity. And we're going to talk about the 10 ways you can eat healthy for cheap. So here are 10 tips. Please share your tips if, uh, you know, I don't mention some of the secrets that you have. So number one, look for house brands for certain items at the grocery store. Look for coupons both online and local. Try to shop for things that are in season. Grow a garden and prepare things at home. You know, make your own breads and shakes and hummus and stuff like that. You know, I'm lucky that uh, my mom lives out in the country and she has a big garden and she, she'll uh, prepare extra food for my freezer for the wintertime. So I have tons of berries that she goes out and picks and uh you know I'm lucky that way I don't have to do that myself but uh if you do need to save some money that is an idea that will help you do that you can get great wild blueberries freeze them and you will have berries all winter long if you shop at food chain stores wait until the end of the day or evening to shop fresh food prices may drop to prepare for new items the next day eat less meat or buy less expensive meat or no meat at all now when we talk about less expensive meat, we don't mean getting poor quality meat. We mean preparing or buying some of the uh, cuts of meat, high-quality cuts of meat that are lower priced that may take a little extra effort to cook. Now, to me, right there, that just says, you know, I may as well just eat less meat because I'm not going to put the time into cooking because I can put my time into better stuff like doing these phone calls and, and writing articles and doing stuff like that. So you have to understand what your trade-off is in life. Um, You know, my trade-off is I'm going to work more for more convenience when it comes to food. And I'm not going to put a lot of effort into going and, you know, spending an extra 30 minutes to save $10. I would rather work 30 minutes to make $30 and spend, uh, you know, 10 of that extra on food. So you have to have a different mindset. Um, You may want to have a different mindset. You may want to have the same mindset as me. But you have to understand that there's going to be trade-offs in what you do and the choices you make. Personal responsibility, it's up to you to choose wisely. You also can replace meat with beans, and, and I pretty much have replaced almost all meat. I don't think I've eaten meat in about 10 days now. I usually just eat meat when I travel, um, you know, when I'm eating at home. I am going to uh, mostly eat beans and some vegetarian products, such as uh, last night I had some organic sunshine burgers, which are, you know, vegetarian burgers made out of mostly sunflower seeds and other nuts. It's not soy burgers or anything. It's it's a, a vegetarian burgers made that way. So those are the choices that I'm making. Use portion control when eating dinners at home. This is a really good tip, actually. I thought it was great because, you know, it helps us with our, our fat loss as well. But you can probably get two, three, four meals out of the food that you make when you make food in batches compared to, uh, you know, what you would, if you were, port, you know, focusing on portion control, compared to if you just ate whatever you put on your plate. And, you know, research shows that if you eat, small, eat with smaller bowls, smaller spoons, smaller plates, you're going to eat less, and it's going to take you longer, and you can also chew, chew, chew more and, and eat slower, and you'll be full by eating less, and that will clearly save you money, and you'll have uh, great meals for lunch at work tomorrow. You should also plan out your meals for the entire week, so you're not making bad decisions. Um, you know, at, at five o'clock on Wednesday, when you don't have anything prepared, and you stop and you spend twenty dollars on dinner instead of spending you know eight dollars on dinner that you could have made at home. Buy non-perishable items in bulk whenever possible. And if you have a large freezer, you can freeze many items in bulk and freeze foods. Oh, and this is my tip actually: I freeze foods that can go bad and use them in blender drinks. So. What that means is, if I have a bag of fresh spinach in the kitchen, in the fridge, sorry, and I'm making salads with that and I have to go on a trip, what I'll do is I'll just throw whatever spinach is left into the freezer and then I'll use that in my blender drinks. So if you see me saying, oh, I'm using frozen spinach today in my blender drinks, it's only because I needed to put some leftover spinach in there before it went bad and I can use it in my blender drinks. So. You know, I, I have bananas in my freezer right now because, you know, sometimes I buy too many bananas before I go on trips. And I just, you know, take the frozen banana put it in the blender drink. And, you know, that's one way of, you know, avoiding food going bad. And then I guess the last thing I want to say about this is it uh, goes back to something I read in Michael Pollan's book, uh, Food Rules. And the bottom line is this. Better to pay your grocer than to pay your doctor to help people eat healthy for cheap, but at the end of the day, you may spend a little bit more money now, a little bit more short-term pain in order to have long-term health and long-term benefit, and you'll spend less in the long run by spending more on yourself now. So that is my belief, and again, I've uh, been politically incorrect at this call probably more than I have been in a while. It's going to take a lot to change my mind, but I'm hopefully helping you to at least re-examine some of your beliefs. Uh, that may be holding you back from success. So that's it for this week. Next week's call is going to be more great stuff. Unless you absolutely hate me, then it will probably be more uh, stuff that will make you hate me more.
1: So we're going to have a more
0: interval training research, maybe some more exercise substitutions. We are going to have a research review on the best way to measure your fat loss. So we're going to talk about body fat scales. And we're going to have uh, an update on nutrition with the latest foods that I've been putting in my diet. So, um, you know, whether it's new vegetables or new uh, fruits or new prepared foods, uh, you know, that's kind of my downfall because they're kind of high in sodium, but um, a lot of the vegetarian foods and, and organic foods that I consume, we'll talk about some of the new ones that I have in there. So that's it. That's it for this week. Again, this is Craig Balance Hunt. From TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com, make sure you stop by the blog at TTFatLoss.com and tell us about how you're eating healthy for cheap. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great week and stay strong.